monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello. Hello. I'm trying different hellos out. Mm-hmm. That's good. Hello. And <laughs> hello. And welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G. Joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town. No. The no, should we? Should we I don't like how you're doing hello. that at all. No. Hello, and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the Bride Nicole. That was better. Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. How That's are you? Good. Oh, two episodes in a row. You've asked me how I am. Mm-hmm. I'm fine, thank you. Good. It's still my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> It's my birthday every day. Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. Um, sitting here in my nice comfy chair. You're leaning. You're gonna knock that over. I'm just. I'm a little nervous about Sorry. that. I still haven't set up that monitor stand. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. I got a bit of a canker sore, but I had a nice, uh, nice day. Uh, got some video games today. Some Went to the video game trader. Pie. I had some pecan pie. Yeah, played some Dragon Quest Eleven, which has been consuming all of my free time for quite a while now. Yep. But yeah, uh, we're here to talk about a horror movie, or science fiction movie, or satirical comedy, depending on which perspective you take it from. My actual pick, Nicole unlike pi- the last one have- where I got bullied into skin and nothing. I'm going to pick a movie you're going to hate next. No, you're not. I, I don't even know what you're picking. You do know, but I... Uh, I said I know what you're picking, yeah. I know I'll like it. You think so? What do you think I'm picking? It's like Korean one, <laughs> or Japanese no. one. Anyway, uh, we saw... Brandon Cronenberg's uh, third film. I guess that's his sophomore film. Ooh, no. is that what they call it? No, that's his second movie. This is his third movie. Um, <laughs> you gave up on that really quick. Well, because I was like in high school, it's freshman, sophomore, <coughs> junior, senior, but this is not his junior movie. This is just his third feature. It is called Infinity Pool, starring Alexander Skarsgård. Remember, he was the Viking guy on, uh, what do you call it? True Blood. True Blood, and he was Tarzan. He's very handsome. He's so handsome that in that Tarzan movie, he like Margot Robbie played Jane, and she was fugly compared to him. But you know what? In this movie, he wasn't so handsome. Well, he wasn't doing handsome things. Uh, Mia Goth was there. Um, Who I love. Yeah, she's great. I, you tried to explain this to me. Maybe she doesn't have eyebrows on purpose. Like, not on purpose. Maybe they're like, just really faint. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they're just like, it's like a condition. It's really distracting. It's not. It's such a fashion thing now to have no eyebrows, Joey. Is it? I'm Googling this. What are you Googling? No eyebrows? No eyebrows? Fashion? <laughs> See? It looks ridiculous. It's like alien-like. Yeah. I love it. You like sci-fi? No eyebrow. Like, look, if you don't... Oh, I guess it's a new trend. I mean, look, if you don't have eyebrows, you don't have eyebrows. But, like, are you trying to convince me that this is, like, more attractive than eyebrows? I don't agree. Well, I mean, it's more like, it's like very like unique and like, ooh. I mean, like even in the geisha times when they would shave their eyebrows, they would still draw little fake ones up top. That looked cool. Well, we should just, I don't know. Let's just move on from Anyway, also Cleopatra Coleman's in it. Uh, And uh, here is uh, the trailer. Stick this into your ear holes. I don't understand why we're doing this. We barely know these people. It's one day. Let's mix things up a bit. You're just happy you found your fan club. 
I've been waiting six years for your second book. Is it coming out soon? I'm working on it. What do you do for money, then? He married well, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I actually came here looking for inspiration. Mr. James Foster, you have to come with us. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What did you say? But for a significant sum, we'll build a double to send in for your execution. your transformation. This is just a little game. But I can take some blood. Show me how strong you are. It's really disgusting. You could just sit there and watch it happen. You know, James, do you worry they got the wrong man? There's no actual pools. There's an ocean, but no one goes in a pool in this well, movie. Well, they talk about the infinity pool. Barely, barely. So, okay, this is a movie uh, about a, <laughs> a novelist job, named Joey. James, James and his wife, M, played by Cleopatra Coleman, who was on that Last Man on Earth show that I never watched. I never watched it either. Yeah. She was fine in this movie. Actually, she was really obnoxious. Her she, character I think sucked. she was supposed to be. I think by the end, you're supposed to realize that she wasn't obnoxious and it was that we were kind of getting a biased look because it was from his perspective. But uh, anyway, it's about James yeah, and Yeah, that's an M. interesting perspective. They go to a seaside resort in a, a country called Latoka, which is a fake country, uh, that was actually Croatia. Like they filmed in Croatia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, <clears throat> so they're staying in this, like, weird, uh, like, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, resort. A resort, yeah. And they meet this uh, this couple, Gabby, who has read James's previous book. Gabby played by the uh, titular eyebrowless wonder Mia Goth. She's very good in this movie. Uh, she got a husband who was played by an actor, but his name isn't listed really obviously here on Wikipedia, and it's <laughs> not that important. Uh, they have dinner, they start hanging out, James goes to take a whiz behind a tree, but Mia Goth runs up behind him and jerks him off. It was really awkward. Yeah, because, like, he hadn't even sh finished shaking, so there probably was, like, piss in there. It was just, like, really Also, like, weird. I don't care how soft Mia Goth's hands are, that dude came so fast. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, we don't want like a ten-minute scene of her well, no, we don't. jerking him off. But I would also point out that there's like they, we didn't need to see like spunk hitting the dirt either. We saw yeah, that. that was Come not, on, Brandon, that was not get great. it together. He's like, I'm gonna be grosser than my dad. Anyhow, uh, you know, she does that, and he's just like, oh shit. And then they're all drunk, 
And then the one guy's like, I'm too drunk to drive. And James is like, well, I'm just the right amount of drunk to drive. So they do. The lights start fucking not working on the car while they're all driving back in the dark. And he runs over a farmer, kills him. him. And Gabby's like, we're not calling the cops. Are you crazy? This country is corrupt. We're going to get killed and raped in prison. Go, 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 go. So they go back to the hotel. And the following morning, they are promptly arrested and told that in this country, the penalty for this crime. James and M, though. No, all four of them were arrested. We just don't see the other two get arrested. Oh. But she says that she explained what happened to them. So anyway, James is the one who was guilty of the crime. Because right. James is the one who was driving. James killed the guy and was t- is told that the penalty for this crime is that uh, he needs to be killed by the firstborn son of the dead guy. So that's brutal. But, and then this is where the science fiction aspect kicks in. There's this very unique system of justice here where the guilty can be cloned. And that clone for a large fee. For a fee will be killed in their place if they can afford it. Mm-hmm. Luckily, James's wife is rich, which she points out to strangers, which that I thought was a little obnoxious. That she's rich and James Isn't? lives off her. Uh, so anyway, they uh, they pay the fee. James's clone gets murdered by this dude. They all part of the rule is they have to sit and watch. M is horrified. Uh, James is somewhat titillated from watching and wants to stay. Th- he gets this like creepy smile. Yeah, a little bit, very subtle. Now again, it's not fair. It's not Brandon Cronenberg's fault that his father is David Cronenberg. But you know what? He is. And so I can't help but think of certain David Cronenberg movies when I'm watching this movie. Yeah, that's fair. So this, he gets somewhat titillated by watching this horrible murder and wants to stay. He ends up... It says in the Wikipedia thing right here... That, but, spoiler alert, by the way. I don't know how much we should give away, but it doesn't matter. People, we give away we spoil all the time. everything. Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie and you want to, see it and then come back. But if not, whatever. Just live your life. Uh, it, the Wikipedia article spoils right now and says he hides his passport. At the time, we just know he lost it. It's not until much later that it, we yeah. find out he hid it. But anyway, he uh, hides his passport, tells them she should go. So he ends up staying a bit longer. He meets Gabby and Amon again, who introduce him to their like club of other tourist friends. But M hasn't actually left yet. Right. Hasn't she? No, she leaves after he oh, goes out. Oh, he comes back the second time, right? Because okay. they, they come back with yep, the yep, bloody yep, guy. Yep, 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 okay. Yep. So uh, he meets this like club of freaks, who all of whom have been convicted of this thing, and they're like, ah, yes, you've also had your double murdered in front of you. That's pretty dope, right? Uh, and so they are part of this like dopey club of like Great Gatsby esque lunatics who run around having shenanigans. I really liked this like ragtag band right. of misfits. It kind of reminded me of like. The, the Droogs? Yeah, the group in Clockwork Orange. Is yeah. that what they're called? The Droogs, yeah. Oh, it's been so long since I've read Vidi or seen well, that. my brother. Uh, so, yeah, they oh, commit a bunch of more crimes. Uncomfortable. My yeah. butt really what, what? hurts. Oh, okay. Ow, we need All a better right. chair. Okay. Sure, man. Sorry. Anyway, they, uh, they continue to um, contribute to James's uh, fall to delinquency. They become more... They're killing locals. They're having crazy orgies. Abusing resort staff, spitting maraschino cherry pits on people. The orgy scenes are kind of like very Cronenberg-esque of like something's coming out of her nipple. Yeah, that's and like, true. And it's like, but I liked how a shot was like almost like... It was neat. Like looking through a kaleidoscope. It was very well done. Uh, they end up, uh, eventually like after the, a bunch of these crimes, they keep killing other doubles getting through this. M eventually does R-U-N-N-O-F-T back to town. And he's still there. Then they end up tricking him one night into like beating the shit out of a clone of himself, whom he actually thinks was the police detective. And they re- re- reveal the 
the they pull they him, the hood off him, and he's just like, "Oh shit, it's me!" And he freaks and out. He's like, "Ah, oh, better time, better time to leave. Better time to run away." And he tries to get on the bus, and then they chase after him. And this whole time, like Mia Goss character is just like picking at him, picking at him, like building him up, building him up. And then the minute he does something wrong, she like tears him down, like telling him that he's unattractive and pathetic, and she negs him. So uh, he uh, ends up trying to run away from them. They start shooting at him and telling him that it was all a trick. They were just like using him for entertainment. And she was like, I never read your books. You're a loser, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Reading, uh, In the struggle, he ends up getting shot in the leg while running out into the wilderness. Collapses at a farm. And then he gets these hallucinations in real life where he thinks that like the farm he's on is the, the farm of this, the guy he murdered. It wasn't, but... Uh, anyway, he confronts them again. Then they tell him that he has to kill a duplicate of himself to complete his transformation. Uh, and then they have a big, like, naked wrestling match. And he ends up beating him to death. And then Gabby breastfeeds him, like, at the end of The Grapes of Wrath. Uh, and then they're all heading back to America. And everything's kind of uh, normal and chill. And they're like, yeah, we'll see you again. And then James decides to stay and sits at the uh, in the closed resort during the monsoon. Just hangs out and the movie ends. Okay. So... It's a very well made movie. Yes. Looks good. Everyone was really good Everyone's in it. Everyone's good in it. I was, commit. was like very impressed with Skarsgård. This is a rare thing. I don't usually watch a movie and think, boy, I wish someone else had made this movie. But I wish that Yorgos Lanthimos had made this movie and not Brandon Cronenberg because this is a comedy. I know this you say that. This is a very funny satire movie. It's not a comedy. It's got, and like the parts of this movie that work are all the parts where it's edited like a comedy. It's like a pitch black comedy. I would say that those are the strongest parts for sure. But like the premise is a comedy premise. Like it's very like, it's funny. It's very darkly funny and like satirically funny. And if it was drier and not just like obsessed with its own gore and, and like viscera, it would be really funny. But because he's because he has to Cronenberg all over the place, it's sort of tedious. It goes on for two hours, which is a long time. It's like a two-hour, even more depraved version of the really boring 20 minutes in The Wolf of Wall Street where he's on Quaaludes. It's just debauchery for two hours. And, like, and you get to the end and you're basically just like, yeah, rich people are crazy. It does sort of feel like that. And I like your take on it. I don't necessarily agree i think it had funny moments and it, those i think were the strongest parts of the movie mm-hmm. it's, i think that you're right it could have like explored those kinds of tones more um but it was just a straight but, up, it's not even i didn't even it's say it's horror. horror no it's like a psychological thriller but all yeah. the psychological thriller parts i like th- i really do think that this movie is supposed to be funny Parts are. I for sure agree with you there. But even I would the, never could describe this movie as a comedy to anyone. I would say that it should have been more comedic and it would have worked a lot better. I think so too, yeah. actually. It, I, I, I think that's really interesting. It's another one of these movies that the more I think of it, the more I'm just like let down. I'm like, ah, oh, that could have been something pretty special. And instead it was like, yeah, okay. And the, the part... That isn't his fault, but is going to get it anyway, because that's just the way it is. Your dad's David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg made a movie called Crash. This is a much, 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 much less interesting version of Crash. Crash is a movie about people who get sexually aroused by car accidents. And it's basic, like, it's very similar to this movie in a lot of ways. Oh, that's interesting. It's based on a J.G. Ballard novel, 
it's much better than this. And the whole time I was kind of thinking, like, yeah, he either needed to, like, lean into the comedy, which I think in parts he does, or something. But, like, the, the gross-out parts, like, the violence gore is, like, really weirdly off-putting out of place. Like, I guess it's supposed to be off-putting. It's violence. But, like, it's not effective or disturbing. It's just kind of like, man, why is it, like, it's just gross. Like, it's not actually doing anything. It's just, like, very bloody. I, those parts. I would say it didn't, I didn't find it gross or... And cringe at it or anything. I don't like people getting stabbed. Oh. And yeah, there was just like, eh, you know. So again, nothing bad, and the acting was all good. Mia Goth could have used some eyebrows, but that's neither here nor there. I noticed there was a bunch of scenes where it was like, um, like close-up of the water, or of a close-up of them driving, but you're, you know they're driving, but it's just a close-up of the road going by as mm-hmm. they're driving, and a lot of these scenes so i think i think there would be like i think i counted like three or four of these types of scenes it really reminded me of like the static on tv if you like if the channel isn't working and i don't know if that was intentional Mm. with this it was just those were really interesting parts and i was trying to think of like what they would mean in the movie or every time there was a shot like there's a lot of shots in the movie like you say of like the headlights on the road in front of the car and every time that also came on i'm like this is a shot from, like, this is an every David Lynch movie that has a car. He does this exact shot. Yeah, but it's there like was one standard. of the water, like too, that it Great. looked, like the, it looked the, like the static yeah. of a TV. So, like, I just kept thinking Yorgos Lanthimos or Louis Bunuel. Like, this movie is, again, like a much less interesting version of territory that I think was pretty well covered by movies like The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, which is a really good movie. So I would say watch that one. I would say this is really well made. Yeah. Um, I really liked everyone in it. Maybe, like you said, a little bit long in the depravity of it, depravity of it. Yeah, but like for a movie that is so over the top, depraved, and like fuck, and like mind fuck, as you would call it for high school kids. High school kids would love this movie. Um, it's <laughs> like for a movie that's that depraved and mind fucked, it's really like the textbook definition of fine. To me, I was like, yeah, it's fine. This. It wasn't bad. I don't regret seeing it, but like it's a fine three star movie that yeah, I, would agree. I don't need to see ever again. I'm pretty much good. I, it just makes me be like, because I know you haven't seen it. I was like, watch Mia Goth and X and Pearl. Like I, yeah, she, she's got such I think good she's great. range in those movies. She's extremely charismatic. Um, all, I, all I'll say is that like X and Pearl, which is like a prequel yeah, to X. Um, they're so different tonally, mm-hmm. it, but they're linked. It's really There's cool. There's going to be a third one, too. I know. I'm so excited. Pearl uh, was, like, the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching a movie. Wow. It's, you know, it's uh, it's a shame. Like, it's nothing that's kind of a bigger bummer than watching a movie and just thinking of other better movies that you like more than it. And the fact that the thing I, I mostly... I did that with Skin kind the of. The thing I yeah. mostly thought of during this movie is other movies I like better, like Crash, like The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. Even, I don't even like this movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. So that, it's different, but it's I similar. Feel exactly like that with Skin and Rink, because the whole time I was watching, yeah. I was like, oh, Arthur Tress uh, and the Dream Collector photos. Um, Inland Empire. Inland yeah. Empire. Totally. House of Leaves. But yeah. the, they're all like, besides Inland Empire, which is a, another movie, they're all different mediums. Mm-hmm. So maybe I like dreams in different mediums other than just yeah. film. Other mediums, I think, is, is more fun, is okay, I think, because it's like, oh, it's Seven. like intertextual. Maybe you're not sure where the influences or they just a coincidence, but. When I'm just left thinking about other movies that I liked better, 
Like the other one, Dogtooth is another example, or The Lobster. See, I haven't seen any of those, so I didn't have really any frame of reference for this movie. So I just kind of yeah. went with the roller coaster. You also it. hadn't seen the trailer. You didn't know that it was about a clone. No. I, I was did. Like, oh, it's a cloning movie. I watched the trailer. The cloning part was cool. He looked like Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. He did. They put a little thing in his mouth. It was so funny. You're like, he looks like Wallace. Yeah. We saw it in theaters, which we haven't been to a movie in theaters in like Last over movie I a saw year. in the theater was The French Dispatch. Um. Which was great. But we were the only ones in the theater. So yeah, we could talk totally. if we wanted to. It was great. And, yeah. Had some big old, big old, big old bite of popcorn. I kind of like, was like, for a long time there, I was like, I don't miss going to movie theaters at I all. And I don't really miss it, but I really enjoyed going to a movie with you. Movies. And it forced me to like not be on my phone mm-hmm. while I'm watching the movie. The I best. just, I, I, I did go to the bathroom once, but like. Yeah, not. you went to the bathroom during the orgy scene and came back and they were still fucking. I was so. like, I know what, I know what the, is next. Um, but it like forces you to, to actually pay attention to the movie. It's true. Yeah. Unless you're so, teenagers making out in the movie theater, which we did when we were teenagers, but. Yeah, but we weren't watching Infinity Pool. We were watching Rob Schneider's The Animal. <laughs> or Rob Schneider's Hot Chick. Yeah, we kind of saw a lot of the whole Rob Schneider oeuvre at that time. We made some questionable Deuce decisions. Bigelow, Magic I didn't see that in the theater. No, but I, I didn't did see that one. I, I actually that never saw that one. It's terrible. <laughs> but there is one funny part where he's dating a girl, going on a date with a girl who's like super tall, so you never see her face. You only see her from like here up, and he's like up to here in her armpit. And right. as they're walking here in the background, I go, that's a huge bitch! And that's the only funny part in that whole movie is a oh. guy off, scam- off camera yelling, that's a huge bitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Rob Schneider. What a guy. Yeah, rich people are crazy. They should remake this movie with Rob Schneider in the Alexander <laughs> Skarsgård role. I think that'd be interesting. Oh my god. So anyway, yeah. Uh, that's two movies funnier. in a row that I liked but didn't love. And kind of the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like, eh, that's too bad. So that's a bummer. But at the same time, I had a nice time with you, and uh, you know, I got to think about other movies that I like better. So that's fun. Happy. You... Oh. So, is there anything else you'd like to say about Infinity Pool? Nah, I'm done with. I that. will say that having seen it now, I'm like more interested to see Possessor and Antiviral than I was. I want to see Possessor for sure. And I, but more more than anything, I want to see um, Crimes of the Future, the most recent David Cronenberg movie, and I want to rewatch Crash. And the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie. I haven't seen a lot of Cronenberg. I think I've only seen The Brood and um, Do You Do Scanners? Mm-hmm. I think that's it. You've seen History of Violence? He did History of Violence? You've seen um, Eastern Promises? So we saw Vigo's Dong. I never saw Eastern Promises. Yeah, it's the one where Vigo Mortensen's, Vitko Morkenstein's naked in that Russian bathhouse and he has a knife fight, remember? I know that fight. He sees I dong. know that scene, but I've never seen the movie. I could have sworn I saw it with you in the theater. No, I think you went with Peter. You always mistake me and Peter. I don't think that's true. I think you do. Well, you both have such nice skin. Um, <laughs> you've probably seen some other ones. I have Crash on Blu-ray. You should watch it. Uh, oh, you've seen The Fly. Oh, yeah. We've recovered it on this podcast. We've done a couple of Cronenbergs. Okay. We've done at least two. All right, all right. I'm down. I got you. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you should see Existence. I love Existence. And Naked Lunch is good. Naked Lunch? Yeah. It's a terrible name for a movie. It's a William S. Burroughs novel. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at my shelf to see what other Cronenbergs I've got that are on it that you would have seen. Introduce this. This looks interesting. So next time on Bride of the Creature, it's my pick, which means we're going back to my bullshit, more Japanese cinema and a director who we have covered on this very podcast at least at least once when we did um, Blade of the Immortal, remember? He did Blade of the Immortal? I love that he movie. He did Blade of the Immortal. He 
also did um, audition, but I don't know if we did that on this podcast we or we just seen it before. We've done audition, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I know we've watched it, but I don't remember if it was on this podcast or not. It doesn't really matter. But the point is, Takashi Miike's 2001 musical horror extravaganza, The Happiness of the Katakuris. Wait, musical? Did you just say musical? God darn right I did. I told you this. You didn't tell me the musical I absolutely part. told you that it's... A, I don't you know, know if it, how I feel about musicals. Do you want to know what it's about? The Katakuri family has opened their guest house in the mountains. Unfortunately, their first guest commits suicide, and in order to avoid trouble, they decide to bury him in the backyard. Things get more complicated when their second guest, a famous sumo wrestler, dies while having sex with his underage girlfriend, and the grave behind the house starts to fill up more and more. Okay, I'm on board again. Yeah, it sounds like a crazy Takashi Miike, uh, like, Haosu version of um, Arsenic and Old Lace. I I was about to say the poster reminds me of Haosu. I think that it's going to be similar. The poster is amazing. I am obsessed with this poster. Joey, can we get this poster and hang it up somewhere in our house? Because it's so cool. We did audition. It was episode 37 back in 2013. November 19th. It was before Brody was born. Right before Brody was born. Takashi Miike is an extremely prolific director. He's made 113 films on Letterboxd. Uh, and he's covered like every genre. He did like the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney movies. He did Sukiyaki Western Django. He's remade Harakiri and the Thirteen Assassins is really good. I really wanted to see First Love, which I haven't seen yet, which was like a, a Yakuza one night party movie. Um, but yeah, he's made like video game adaptations like Dead or Alive. He did the remake of um, the Great Yokai War, which we watched one of the Yokai movies for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so he did like the, the, the modern remake of those movies. He did there's two of those. So, you know, like, yeah. I remember not being so into that movie, but since then I've slow. like gotten more into the yokai history and things like that. It's really interesting. The second yokai movie. That's is what you rad. wanted to pick. I know, said. I know. The You'll second have to one pick is it so sometime. good. I've seen it now though. Anyway. But anyway, yeah. So I we'll, think he also did Ichi cool. the Killer, which I saw in theaters, which that's one of the most violent movies I've ever seen. Oof. It's good. It's really good. Cool. He's a sadomasochistic Yakuza enforcer. Enforcer. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. Anyway, so tune in next time for the happiness of the Katakuris. But uh, until next time... Oh, excuse me. Oh, golly. That's embarrassing. A little burp with a bit of sick in it. Um, <laughs> Ew! <laughs> until next time, I am the... See? It's the Cronenberg. Makes you gross. But Will you breastfeed me later? Oh, my God, <laughs> Joey. You're so disturbing. You're Is that worse, worse than, than the movie? Yes! Is it because I'm not as handsome as Alexander Skarsgård? Is it because you have eyebrows? My eyebrows. <laughs> Until next time, I am the creature. Oh, there it is again. What is happening? You have to do it. You have to end the podcast. I am the creature, Joey No, G-O. you're not, though. But you wanted me to continue. I know, but I thought you could say you are the creature, Joey G. You are the creature, Joey G. Never mind. I got this. I got this. Until next time, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. Oh, seriously, I gotta get some Pepto or